Welcome to the Beyond the Sermon podcast. Over the next 20 minutes, our goal is to dig deeper into the themes and topics of the most recent Sunday teaching. We'll look to tackle some of the challenging kinds of questions that you may be thinking as you heard the message but didn't get the opportunity to ask the teacher at the time. This podcast works in conjunction with our weekly Beyond the Sermon devotional. If you don't receive those already, you can sign up using the link in our podcast show notes. So whatever you're doing right now, at the gym, driving, folding laundry, whatever it might be, we invite you to listen in as together we go Beyond the Sermon. Well, welcome everyone. My name is Will Heron. I'm the Director of Discipleship at The Ridge. I'm also your host for Beyond the Sermon. I'm with me today. I have the joy of having the Leadership and Ministry Director at The Ridge, Jillie Weeman. Jillie, welcome. Hey, Will. Great to be here. This is good. So, Jillie, we got a bit of a challenge today because generally when we end up having conversations, they end up going for a long time. <laughs> and we've only got 20 minutes today. So, oh boy, this will, this will be a challenge. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge for us. Um, so, if, uh, if you're listening and you were at church this past Sunday, you'll have known it was Encounter Sunday. Now, I know for long-time Ridgers, you know, they're going to know what that's all about, but there might be some people listening here just like, I don't even know what Encounter Sunday is. So, could you give us just a bit of an insight into that? Um, what is it? What's the big idea behind Encounter Sunday? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, we started this years ago when we wanted to celebrate really the way that, <clears throat> excuse me, people were encountering God. And I love the concept because it's really powerful for the people who get to share their story, but even more, I think, impactful or just as impactful for the people who hear the stories because um, I think when we hear the stories, it's really a catalyst for our own faith or we say, gosh, that's me. you know, that's me, that's me. And we're often afraid to share some of the vulnerable things that we've been through or some of the difficult things uh, or the, the just the real things that we encounter and that we deal with. But then when you hear someone else share their story, you say... Oh yeah, God's God is at work in their lives. He's at my at work in my lives too. So um, I think it's just I think it's amazing that we get this opportunity to do this. What two or three times a year? Yeah, something like yeah. that. I think it's a really good thing, you know, because so often I think the danger is you think like I'm the only one going through this particular right. thing, whether it's stuff with the family or you know challenges in your faith or whatever, whatever it might be and when you hear other people's story you suddenly realize like one i'm not the only one and two god is at work in other people's lives and it's a, a reassurance again that he is at work in your own life you know and don't you think i i think there's this false perception that when someone shares their testimony they've got everything all figured out right it's all in this nice little box it's got a bow on it and mm. their life is they've got it going on now right? right but i think the stories that i really love is that the ongoing work and when you hear people who you know you might have someone who just came to faith and they're very new as a follower of jesus mm. and they're honest enough to say gosh, I'm brand new and following Jesus. And then you have someone else who's followed Christ for a long time and and they uh, maybe they go through a little bump in the road. Something is really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I think it's it's so important to be open and honest and not put on the mask in church, which we know people do, right? Yes. You yeah, put on the yeah. mask, you make it look like, hey, I got it all figured out. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, this is a good segue, uh, Julian, to what I kind of want the bulk of our conversation just to be thinking about. Because Encounter Sunday really is, um, it's uh, it's highlighting God's transformative work 
in the lives of people. And I want us to think a little bit about that kind of transformation side, because I think a lot of Christians are probably familiar with the term salvation. So we think about, you know, God rescuing us and being brought into relationship with himself. And that's wonderful. But then there's this work also that's called sanctification, which is a bit of a wordy word for just God's work in our lives and changing us into his likeness uh, in terms of his heart. And so um, I want us just to think about that for a second. You know, why is that sanctification? Why is that so important as well as, you know, our salvation? Mm. When I think of the word sanctification, I think of being set apart being made holy. Mm. And one of the one of the reasons I love to study any of the letters that Paul wrote to the churches mm. is because he was addressing them primarily as new Christians and he addressed with them there's this ongoing work. This is why I'm writing you. Mm. I'm writing to you to tell you about the love of Jesus. I'm writing to you to talk about immorality and and not always drinking milk, but to get from here to here. Mm-hmm. So that's the process of sanctification that we yeah, salvation is a is a one-time thing and you know, he if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. But the sanctification from the minute you give your life to Jesus until the day that you enter into the heavenly gates with Jesus, mm. you get to be on this journey with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit as your guide and your help in being made more and more and more like him, more and more into his likeness. Mm-hmm. So it's a beautiful thing, and I think it also, um, for me, it just reminds me of the great gift of grace. Mm-hmm. Because we're living into God's grace because we don't have it all figured out and we mess up time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. But God, through his Holy Spirit, as we lean into him, as we read his word, as we spend time with him and in community, he does this inner beautiful work of sanctification in us so mm. that we're more like him. Yeah, I think for me, Julie, uh, personally speaking, you know, the, the cross is wonderful in the sense of you know that rescue and that mm-hmm. reconciliation and coming into relationship with God but the hope of change you know in in our hearts in our minds because i think of most of us of our honest we recognize you know that we need we need something outside of ourselves to help us i mean i think there's a lot of good techniques you know and a lot of good kind of self help and um sure. terms of you know Determination, because uh, I once heard the phrase, you know, the discipline of grace. It's not just Mm. all like you just sit back and, you know, it's just like a a passive kind of surgery (laughs) that that goes on, you know. (laughs) Um, You know, there's we we have a role in it. But um, just that hope that, um, you know, your your thoughts and and the motives of your heart, all of that can be renewed eventually to the point whereby we become just like Jesus I think is a wonderful thing. And it's, here's another interesting thing to think about in terms of, you know, being changed into his likeness. And C.S. Lewis kind of gets at this in a, a book called The Great Divorce, which I would highly recommend. He, he, I mean, he, he, you know, he says in himself, look, this is a fictional kind of thing. I'm not saying this is exactly how it is, but it's about basically a lot of conversations that happen just before people get to heaven. And um, the thing is, part, part of what transformation or sanctification does for us is really prepare us for the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. yeah. You know, because if you're if you're close to the heart of Jesus, then that is going to be a place that you're going to absolutely love. Right. You know? 
But if you're if you're far from the Lord and you're just into other things, coming into a place where it's God's kingdom and it's about being with Him for all of eternity and enjoying who He is and you're going to find probably that it's not the land that you kind of expected or wanted. Isn't that an interesting thing? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's interesting as I've gotten older, (laughs) which, yeah, it's it's just interesting. You start looking back on your life, and I think I I used this phrase in a, a, a video I did for Graham on grief, and I I said, I just pray, I want the Lord to continue to soften my edges. Mm. And for me, as I look back, and I gave my life to Jesus when I was 18, and then I I look at all the years of difficult things and things of where I didn't really want to be obedient or where I wanted to just do things my own way. And truly, as I've walked with Christ longer and longer and longer, I like I want to be more holy. I, I, mm. I want to be more like him. I want to be able to have him say, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. And that truly, it's it's just been this long journey of... Uh, yeah, lean, I use the word leaning in, but becoming more and more like him. Mm. And so that's that's another reason I loved I love to read Paul's writings because he's not always pleasant. Mm. You know, sometimes he's kind of firm and say, you know, "Right, hey guys, yeah, yeah, <laughs> shape it up here." Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> so just thinking about that, Julie, kind of looking back, do you think you could give an example of you know? Somewhere where you feel like God has kind of worked in you and worked some transformation. Yeah, actually, this came up last night in our small group, and we're going through a book called Living Beyond Blessed, and it's on the principles of uh, tithing and generosity. Okay. And so we've got people in our group who some who are at that place where they say, well, you know, I don't know if I really, if I really am there yet. Yes. And so... I was thinking, I remember when I wasn't there, I remember when I would actually argue with my husband to say, but but we don't have enough money. We don't have enough money. Mm. And as I started to read and study more and more what God said about giving, what God said about money, what he said about tithing, and the more I started really seeing God's faithfulness and his goodness and seeing his grace in me, then this transformative thing started happening to me where instead of giving with kind of a closed fist, Mm. I really started giving with an open hand and an open heart and then seeing God work beyond what you could describe. Like, it doesn't always make sense. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make sense. And so my husband and I then eventually got to that place where we were more aligned because Mm -hmm. he would be, he would say, we need to tithe. We need to tithe. And Mm -hmm. I'd have this closed fist and a closed heart Mm -hmm. to say, yeah, but it's our money. It's our money. Right, right. God totally transformed my thinking. He totally transformed my heart Mm -hmm. to say, to now it's like, oh, I would dare not give to support this place where we worship day in and day out, where so many lives are changed. And when God calls us to say, you know, test me on this, Mm. that was a big, also long, big and long transformative work that the Lord did through the Holy Spirit really in me. And I think it's lovely to think that, uh, you know, it was a transformation of the heart that led to the action. Yes. You know, because you could you could have started doing that 
and you know Chuck could have twisted your arm and said <laughs> you should do this or you know God's not going to be very happy with you Julie, so you should probably do it out of fear or whatever but I love that actually it was the transformation of the heart to the place of like that that became an act of worship mm-hmm. you know it came it became a thing of response to the Lord it's the same thing talking about worship Julie I mean you know we're not in the, you know, think of Jake, you know, Jake's role as a worship leader, it's not to kind of cheerlead people into worship or whatever, you know, it's, well, you should do this because it'll probably make God happy or whatever, that kind of thing. Actually, so much better is when our hearts are changed, our hearts are softened, we begin to see God for who he is, we begin to see what God is doing in our lives and in the lives of others, and then out of that place, then we worship, you know, and right. sometimes that's in song, sometimes that's in giving, sometimes that's in service, but... um I think this is we're realizing how key that transformation of the heart is because so often we can just go for the behaviors. Mm-hmm. It's funny we should be talking about this, Jilly, because um, I've had, I was having conversations, you know, uh, Pastor Mike and Sarah are doing this class. Yes. And so, um, you know, Mike and I have had a few conversations about parenting, but just talking about so often you just go for the behaviors. You know, well, I'm a Christian, so I should, I should do this or I'm a parent and, you know, that's my child. So they need to behave this way. But actually it's about going to the heart. You know, when you're talking about long-term transformation as a child grows into an adult, there needs to be a change of heart. Mm -hmm. There needs to be a holding of values in the heart that then impacts the behavior. And uh, I don't know, sometimes we just got to be careful. We think, to do kind of like a fake transformation, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's beautiful. That it, it just reminds me of the importance of the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Mm. Because the Holy Spirit, when we, you know, he says, be filled with the Spirit, and that's an ongoing, if you study that, it, that scripture, it's it's an ongoing thing. Right. Like you don't just be filled with the Holy Spirit when you give your life to Jesus, but it's the ongoing asking the Holy Spirit to, to come and power in his presence and be your teacher and your counselor and guide. Mm. And that's the, you know, really the circumcision of the heart, right? Right. I mean, yep. the Holy Spirit. Yes. So coming into land here, uh, what do you think are some of the, the main ways in which God transforms us? Yeah. You know, in your own experience or, you know, what you've seen in other people's lives? Well, I'm going to stick on that that topic first because truly when I came to understand that the role of the Holy Spirit in my life was absolutely crucial and that I, that, you know, the triune God, yes, but I needed to ask the Holy Spirit regularly and daily to come and fill my life and to change me and to, so, so number one, that, and then I sec, I think second was, is really getting into God's word because mm-hmm. when you ask the Holy Spirit to teach you and to reveal new things to you, I mean, he does over and over and over again. And that being in scripture and having the relationship with the Lord through prayer and being in his word is, for, for me, I think it's been one of the most transformational ways. And I've seen that in so many people too. Mm-hmm. Like you can say, you can go to church. I mean, we hear Mike say that a lot, right? Mm. But but when you spend time with God on your own mm. by yourself so that you're not just having somebody feed you that all the time in a message on Sunday, but spending time with him. Um, yeah. How about you? Curious. You know, Julie, I would think uh, community is a big one. Yeah. I mean, you talk about kind of softening those edges. Yeah. Uh, not always the most, um, I mean, there's so much uh, 
that's beautiful in community, but I think God has real intention of it, you know, the iron sharpening iron kind of side of things because um, the reality is, I mean, the, the closer you get to other people, you realize, well, we all have imperfections or whatever. And so often we have the opportunity to, you know, grow in kindness and patience and self-control and all of those things within the context of relationship. You right. realize that, uh, you know, doing life together, following God, uh, Jesus together is not just a kind of suggestion or a second, an afterthought that God had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, there's multiple layers there. Not only, I mean, as we've spoken on this podcast before, uh, the amazing support that those relationships can bring through oh. very challenging seasons, which we could probably talk about, um, you know, in a whole another podcast. But uh, I do think God works through other people. Yeah. Either positively, what we feel like, like a mentor, for example, or f- sometimes negatively, maybe, in those relationships that are more challenging. Well, and you're putting into practice his word, right? I mean, right. because I, I do know people who isolate, you know, they would rather be by themselves and they can say, I, I study God's word, I spend lots of time in prayer, right. you know, the Holy Spirit is leading me. But without being put in community with people so that you practice what it looks like to, to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit, mm-hmm. um, to be empathetic and loving. And um, yeah, I, I, I've said this to parents when they say, well, gosh, it's so much easier when my husband goes away and it's just me with the kids. Mm. And I I say to them, well, yeah, because you get to do things your own way mm. all the time. But when you're in community, yes. you you have to exhibit selflessness, yeah, and yeah, servanthood. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a lot harder, but so, so good, so yes. beautiful. rewarding. Yeah. Well, Julie, thank you for your time today. And thank, thank you. you for all you're doing to serve the people of the Ridge. I'm so grateful for your genuine heart for the Lord and for people. So, yeah, it's been great to have you. And thank you for listening today. Keep checking our Ridge University page for the newest updates on learning opportunities at the Ridge. Thanks again for joining. We hope you'll join us next time on Beyond the Sermon. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week. I want to mention one last thing before we go. Our heart at the Ridge is to help people grow in their relationship with God. There are so many ways to get connected into what can be life-changing environments for you and your family. The best way to keep in touch with all that is happening is through our website, ridgelife.org, but also through our weekly e-news. You can sign up to receive this directly to your inbox using the link in our podcast show notes. Finally, thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please feel free to share with friends or family. We hope to catch you next time on Beyond the Sermon.